just as we promised, we're back with another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. I'm your host, Monica Cristopa. And I'm your co-host, Maria Acevedo. Today, we're talking about cold and flu season, which is upon us. I feel like we should have a box of Kleenex or something here <laughs> with us to talk about that. Um and that is why we have asked Michelle Babilius, Director of School Health, to talk about what we can do to stay healthy and maybe curb the spread of colds and flu this season. So welcome to the program, Michelle. We're glad you're here. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what a director of school health is responsible for? Yeah, so um, I oversee the health offices in the district. I am in charge of promoting um, health and wellness for our staff and students, helping to provide resources. I've been a nurse for the last 16 years. I'm also nationally board certified as a school nurse, so I have a lot of experience to coming into this position. That's really exciting. And aren't you furthering your education some way too? I am actually. I am getting my master's degree as a nurse practitioner. Really? You know, I, many people would be familiar with the term nurse practitioner, maybe not all, but you see more and more nurse practitioners in clinics, in schools, in health centers. Um, and again, just an advanced degree for you. And I, yeah. we appreciate all that expertise you bring to us. Thanks. So what do you enjoy most about your job and your responsibilities? I love that I can help eliminate barriers for people and just provide resources. The health system can be hard to navigate if you don't really know it. And even for some health people, it's kind of hard to navigate. So just being able to kind of guide people on what they should do and how they can get things that they need is really rewarding for me. And for us in our um, district, that means staff and students and families. Mm -hmm. So I can I can see why that's really rewarding. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your staff, Michelle. Um, we've seen the title HRAs. What does that stand for? HRA stands for Health Room Assistant. And what is the difference between a health room assistant and a school nurse? So our school nurses are registered nurses. So they have at least an associate's degree. Most have bachelor's or more, but they also have a um, community health training. Mm. Whereas medical assistants, um, it's more of a certification, a registration program. So the nurses are in charge of overseeing like the buildings, the nursing duties. However, because they're is a lot of nursing duties, they are able to delegate some of those tasks to the health room assistant. Now, you know, a lot of school districts have cut back on school nurses. And I've even heard of some school districts not even having nurses on staff. So are we unique in that way that we have school nurses and um, health room assistants? What's been your experience? Yeah, you know, we are fortunate to have the nursing staff and um, health room assistants that we do have. Um, a lot of districts that I know of, I mean, they most of them have nurses at least, mm. but um, I haven't heard of any not having them, especially since COVID happened. But Oh, maybe that uh, did bring back uh, a number of of that a number of those staff members. Yeah, because I know like for our school, uh, Rock County School Health um, Collaborative Group, um, I meet with different nurses from different districts and um, all of the local districts do have at least one nurse. That's good. That's good to know. Um, do all of our schools have HRAs? So in our buildings, our district, yes, all of our um, buildings have HRAs. However, um, Merrill and BLA split one. Okay, That's good to know. And then what does a typical day look like for your health room assistants and your school nurses? So um, for the health room assistants, they're usually um, 
finding kids, to give out medication. Sometimes they remember, sometimes they don't, but because they are scheduled, we just need to make sure that we're giving them um, at the time that's directed by the doctor. And then sometimes they do um, procedures. There's a lot of diabetic kids, so they're Mm -hmm. having to manage their diabetes. Well, not manage, but give correct insulin doses based Mm -hmm. on what their blood sugar is and what their carb counts are. Um, There are lots of tube feedings in our district as well. So a lot of those like nursing um, procedures okay. are delegated to them. And then um, just seeing students, um, who would be surprised, but we see more students in our health office than um, a typical urgent care would see well, in a day. So we well, see- I can say, Marina, I've been in elementary schools. I had no idea in any one given day how many little scraped knees and boo-boos there can be. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say that I hope it's okay. How many times there might be kids throwing up? Mm-hmm. One or twice a day. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that I saw. That. So, I mean, it's really taking care of those immediate cares. And sometimes they just don't feel good and they need somebody to sit down with them, talk to them and, yes. you know, yes. help and them feel better. Just, yeah, making sure they're supporting the whole child, right? Their well-being, everything. Yeah, yep. So, again, our health room assistants are really good at seeing those kiddos. Um, our nurses, typical day for them is kind of overseeing all of that. There's a lot of training that goes on behind the scenes with that as well for not only the health room assistants, but for, like, teaching um, teaching staff as well because they're going on field trips or they're doing after-school activities. So the school nurse needs to make sure that there's a health safety plan for all those kids with, um, you know, emergency needs or special needs for all of those school district events that we have. Um, they're also getting health histories for our students, especially if they have like special needs, like need an IEP, 504 plans, different things like that, that they're getting information for. Mm. How big of a staff do you have? So we have um, six nurses and then we have nine health room assistants. Wow, that is a big group. Well, we kicked off the program today, um, stating that we were heading into the cold and flu season. Yes. What can families do to help alleviate the spread of colds and flus and what can they do to protect themselves? Well, um, protection is actually the first step. So you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to prevent yourself from getting the cold or the flu in the first place. Um, Things they can do is get the flu vaccine. They have a new one that's out this year, so they can go and get that from their provider or from one of the pharmacies, um, get their family, everyone in their family also vaccinated. Um, also want to make sure you're just washing your hands throughout mm. the day, soap, water, or hand sanitizer, especially if you're sharing materials with somebody else or you're frequently touching doorknobs or you know commonly used items. You just want to make sure you're keeping those hands clean. Um, then if you, know, you do happen to get sick, you just want to make sure that you're Making that you're covering your cough or if you're sneezing, making sure that you use a tissue to cover it so that way you can just throw it away. You're not sticking it in your pocket or getting your hands dirty or anything like that. Um, if you do happen to, you know, get your hands dirty, again, make sure that you're washing your hands, using that soap and water. Um, just doing, oh, making sure that you're staying home if you have a fever. That was my question. How do you know as a parent or guardian, oh, you can go to school. It's just a little sniffles. You're fine. When do you keep your child so if it becomes like a moderate to severe, so like if you're, you're just coughing every once in a while or, you know, you're don't have a fever and or you're sneezing, you know, those things, they, it's OK to come to school. Um, but if you see that they're lethargic where it's really hard to get them up to get moving around, things like that, then you're going to want to keep them home and contact the provider so that the provider can get, give them some guidance. Um, one thing with the flu is if you do get the flu, they do have medication for that, um, but it only mm. works if you take it within the 72 hours 
hours. So again, if you are having those flu-like symptoms of like muscle aches, tired, fever, you want to call your provider right away so that they can get you some tested and then give you some treatment if needed. And for those individuals that don't have insurance, there's the Beloit Area Community Health Center mm-hmm. that's available to our families. And HealthNet also provides. HealthNet's completely free, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether you have insurance or not. So there are avenues for um, individuals to get medical care um, if they're uninsured or um, are on uh, limited income. Correct. Yes. And do your HRAs, would they take questions to or school nurses if someone's not sure? Yes. Can they contact them? Yes. Our health staff are always willing to provide guidance, whether it's for a cold or flu-like symptoms or COVID-like symptoms. They will would rather have them call and ask than you know, send them and then not know. Perfect. And you can just call your uh, the main number at the school um, that your child attends and ask for the school nurse or the health room assistant. Perfect. So Michelle, you periodically send out some um, school health newsletters to our families with a lot of good information. Where can families access this newsletter? So it is on our district website um, under the school health services and it'll say health newsletters and they can click on that and it will show them all the newsletters that we've had. Do you want to share with our listeners a little bit about your previous newsletter, the one that just went out last month? Yeah, so um, we have some health clinic vaccine clinics that just happened um, so that people get vaccinated. They could also get physicals um, if there is anything that they need to see a provider for. Um, Beloit Area Community Health Center did come on site to a couple of days to get those done. And then we had Rock County Health Department at Frozen to do some vaccinations as well. Um, coming up, we also have Sila Smile, who um, is HealthNet. They come in and do um, screenings for dental screenings and then also do some sealants. Um, we also have the Lions Club that is coming in and doing vision, mass vision screenings for entire grades, entire buildings. Um, so those are the things that we have updated in our recent newsletter. Well, that's interesting because last week, who did we air we aired uh Corey Seal Tucker, Tucker. Yeah, yeah from, from Seal, Seal Smile, Smile. she came in to talk about the program awesome Corey's fantastic yeah so make sure to follow that newsletter everyone and make sure um to get the most up-to-date information from our director of school health um so Michelle what is one question you wish we would have asked you today and how would you have answered that question um I would say that um, how what do people do if they do get sick? So um, we kind of said like, you know, you stay home and stuff like that. But I just want to make sure that, you know, if they do are, are having mild symptoms, that they are reaching out to their provider for guidance. You know, they might be some over the counter things that they can take to help alleviate that. Also, you know, if they do need to take some like uh, cough drops or cough syrup, they can take that at school as long as they're not having a fever or anything like that. They just have to fill out a over the counter consent form um, and then they can we can give that to them so that they're feeling okay during the school day as well. However, if they're having moderate to severe symptoms, that's when we want to make sure that they're calling their doctor to see if there's any testing that they want them to do or anything like that. If they are having severe symptoms where like they're having problems breathing or they are not able to like walk or, you know, ambulate or, you know, they're having chest pain, then obviously they should seek emergency care right away. That's good information to know. You're very passionate about nursing and school health. Was there anyone in your past that influenced you to pursue this career? Was there a teacher or a teacher or professional? Um, you know, my oddly enough, my ethics teacher, so um, professor in, in college way back when, <laughs> um, 
they just kind of showed me a different way of viewing the world that all kind of opened my mind up to different perspectives and this showed me different how to critically think and how to argue my opinion respectfully. So I really do appreciate that professor that I had. We'll give a shout out to that professor. That's good to know. So is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we conclude our podcast for the day? No, just like you said, you know, if anyone ever has any health questions, concerns, needs some guidance, you know, our health offices are more than willing to help out so they can just give us a call and we will help them out. Perfect. Thank you, Michelle. We enjoyed having you on our podcast and I hope our listeners learned something today to remember And remember, you can always check out Michelle's um, school health newsletter on our website under our department tab. You just have to click on school health wellness services. We hope all of you will join us next Friday for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. This podcast was brought to you by the School District of Beloit. I'm Luca Kovac, a PACME senior at Beloit Memorial High School and podcast producer. Thank you for joining us and tune in next week for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight.